Genesis 18 and verse 9, they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old. I say old. Anybody feel old? And well stricken in age. I think I'm just old, not well stricken in age yet. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed within herself, saying, Am I waxed after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I have surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied and said, I, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay. What the Lord says, Nay. He said, You did laugh. You did laugh. I want to preach for a few minutes on this thought. Something new from something old. Something new from something old. Let's pray one more time before we get into the Word. Lord, thank you for speaking to us in this house today already. For your presence, Lord, for the lives you have touched, the, the mountains you are moving right now. Lord, we thank you for it. Lord, now let our hearts just be encouraged for a few moments to hear the Word, to receive it, to be blessed by it. Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Give your hands give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time hallelujah God is good you can be seated God bless you in Jesus name so they were old that's things we don't like to admit isn't it because we don't feel old sometimes in our mind anyway but in the natural they were old, past their prime. The biological clock had stopped. So as far as children were concerned, they were out of time naturally. They knew it. They had accepted it. They still had a good life. Abraham loved her. She loved him. But they did not have everything that the Lord had told them that they could have. Sometimes we just begin to accept this is life. It's pretty good. No, I know this hasn't come to pass yet, but it's okay if it doesn't. I'll just, I'll be all right. But God had already told Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations, and your seed will be like the stars if you could number them or the sand of the sea. So he, he said, I've got a promise for you, Abraham. And, and so even though they had gotten old, they knew that things were different for them now. They just accepted this is how it is. But I just want to tell somebody today, if you're still breathing, you still got a pulse in this house, if you still know the Lord, if you still believe He's able, it is possible today for something new to be birthed into your life. You might feel old, burnt out, past your prime, like your spiritual clock has stopped ticking. 
I'm out of time. There's no time for a new adventure, a new work, a miracle birth of great magnitude to happen in my life. But let me remind you, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And let me ask us today, as the Lord asked Abraham, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Come on, somebody. I know you feel like, well... I've been around a while and this took a while and I haven't seen this come to pass. So maybe this is all that I will be. But I want you to know today that God is still able today to bring something new out of something old. We look at things that are old and we think, well, you just put old things on the shelf. You just put old things on display. We like antiques. Oh, I don't use that. We just look at it and we remember fondly of days gone by. But there ain't no antiques in the house of the Lord. Come on. God is a good fixer-upper. God is the builder of waste places. God can put back things together that have been broken. It doesn't matter how long it's been in existence. It doesn't matter how long you sat in the chair. It doesn't matter how long you've been praying. God is able to bring something new out of something old because there ain't nothing too hard for the Lord. Now you might give up on yourself, but God has not give up on you because if God gave you that talent, if God gave you that anointing, then it's still just as powerful as it ever was. Honey, let me tell you, when the prophet was dead and laying in the grave, his bones still had resurrection power. Oh, don't tell me that God's done with you and that there ain't nothing else that can happen for you because God is able today to still bring something new out of something old. He can bring life out of death. God is still able today. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God did not call you into something and then cancel your check, honey. God still got a work for you to do. I know we can get busy with life. Abraham and Sarah, they just kept living. They just kept living. No child, nothing showed up. Getting older, 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 older. Harder to get up in the mornings, harder to get around. Creeping in on that big 100 up in their 90s. Hey, you're going to have a child. (laughs) God, not only are you like the best God, you are the best comedian. Man, man, I mean, that's, I, have, I have lived this long and I have not heard nothing that funny. Abraham, why she laugh? So God just got real serious. He said, why she laugh? When I said she would have a child, is, did I miss something? Is there something too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And so when you... Start putting yourself up on the shelf. I think God says, hey, did I miss something? Did I say it was time to quit? Did I say we were done? Did I say I was done with you? Did I say that we're finished? <laughs> I think it's time you understand something. I don't think in time. You don't retire. I remember Brother Ebert saying one time, they asked him, when are you going to retire? And he said, how do you retire from this? How do you retire from being full of the Holy Ghost? How do you retire from uh, talking to the Lord? How do you retire from from having that spirit on you? I know our bodies get older and we get more feeble. And and even prophets and and great men of God have said their eyesight would get dim and and those things. But their blessings at the end of their life still uh, reached through generations and generations of their people. And I want you to know today 
that in your place where you are right now, God is ready today to do something new, to start bringing something new up. He's ready to break up the fallow ground. He's ready to get the seed out of the barn. And he's ready to say, look, it's time that we sow. It's time that we water. And it's time that we grow something new in your life today. I'm not done with you. Oh, I know you've just... uh, you, you've settled for life and you've settled for just getting by day to day and, and making ends meet and paying the bills. But I've got to work for you. Come on, somebody. I put this gift in you for a reason. I made this promise to you for a reason. Not so it could just be set up on a shelf so you could look at it and say, oh, I remember when God used to talk to me. No, we don't touch that. It, it sits under that little glass dome and we just look at it. We don't play with it or take it down, nothing. We just leave it there so we can fondly recall. Oh, but I'm telling you, God is not wanting us to just sit back and look at days gone by and think, oh, that's how it used to be. It's how it can be right now. Because the Spirit hasn't lost any life and the Spirit hasn't lost any power and the anointing is just as fresh as it ever was. Let me tell you today, we need to believe and trust God. He can still do what he said he will do. And he will still bring it to pass. He will perform it. In Hebrews, the writer reminded the children of Israel and the saints at that time. In Hebrews 11, 11 and 12, he said, Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. And she was delivered of a child when she was past age. Oh, it might be past age in the natural, but it ain't past God doing something. Oh, don't put it past God to, to reach down and make everybody blink and everybody's jaw hit the floor and say, I can't believe what he's doing in their life. But, but the reason that he was able to do this, bring something new out of something old, because she judged him faithful who had promised Oh, you can't look at your situation and think it's impossible. You've got to stop agreeing with the world. You've got to stop agreeing with the natural. You've got to stop agreeing with just what you see with your eyes. We talked about it earlier. We've got to have faith in God and in his word. And if God said it would come to pass, he might not said when. He might not told you exactly how. But, friend, there is new life ready to be birthed out of you. There is something new that God wants to do because this world still needs a mouthpiece. This world still needs some laborers for the harvest. Hey, come on. We still need some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We still need some faithful saints of God. We still need to see signs and miracles and wonders. And so let me tell you, God is able today. He's not just, oh, he's going to bring up some younger ones. It's a younger generation that's on fire for God. But come on, saints of God, just because we're getting a little older, it don't mean the fire is burning any less hot. The Holy Ghost is still alive in me. Oh, I think about Caleb. He he told Joshua, he said, give me my land. He said, it was 40 years ago. He said, I'm 80 now, but I'm just as strong as I ever was. I'm just as strong to go in and go out. I'm just as strong for war. I can still take that mountain. And I want you to know today you're still able today through the Holy Ghost, through the name of Jesus, through the Word of God, through the promise of the King. You're able today. Don't you set yourself up on a shelf. Don't be putting yourself on display like you're some kind of antique. God has got something for you. There's still something new to do. Don't just sit back. Well, we let the kids have it. I want the kids to be a part of it, but they can't have it. I love you, kids. I want, to be, I want you to be a part of it, but you can't have it. Uh-uh. 
I got something to do for God. I'm not, I'm not handing that over. I'm not passing. Things may change and, and, and roles may differ and titles may differ, but I'm still going to have my hand on the platform. You know, and it's something when we think about that, that plow, we automatically think about somebody else. Because don't nobody use plows no more. But I'm tell you, I don't care how old you are, you keep your hand on the plow and don't look back. Because God's plowing up fields, God's doing things, God's stirring up this world. And if you don't think that God's about to break forth on this planet and do something great, revival fires are burning, people are going to be saved, people are going to be delivered, people are going to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled the Holy Ghost, not just in stadiums in other countries, but in stadiums right here in the North American continent, there's going to be a revival fire of the Holy Ghost. And it's not just going to be a bunch of kids, but it's going to be uh, middle-aged and saints. It's going to be elder saints telling, I've seen what the Lord can do. There ain't nothing encouraged me uh, like older saints when I got in, into the church. I was a young man in my 20s, and I was talking to people who were 70, 75, and 80, and they were telling me how God would show up and do the mir- miracles and, and signs and wonders. And, and, man, I couldn't wait to just sit down and talk with one of them old saints. And then get them to lay their hands, little hands shaking, and lay their hand on your head. And whoo, you'd feel that anointing. You'd feel that power. You'd feel that juice. Come on, man. You'd be like, whoo, something's got a hold of me. Because what was in them was still alive. What was in them was still good. And God is able today to still bring something new out of something old. But you've got to judge him faithful who promised. We cannot, despite any circumstances, whatever we might hear or see or be going through, we can't make it change our opinion of God. He is faithful who had promised. I imagine when you're in your 20s, probably you know, early age, early 20s, and so for a, for a mother carrying a child, nine months a lot can go on in nine months. There's a lot of changes. A lot of days you're like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. Sometimes we think it goes too fast. Sometimes you're sick for six months out of the nine months, and you're like, oh, if this would just hurry up and happen. And there's things that can make it seem long. And it's hard on a young woman. What about Sarah? Ninety. Ninety. Morning sickness at 90 has a whole new picture on it. Swollen, swollen ankles at 90, that's a whole new thing, ain't it? And three o'clock feedings at 90. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she thought, well, if you, Lord, if you're going to give me a baby, just let me go out there and look under the tree and there'll be one laying there. Oh, no. You'll go through the period of time that it takes to get that miracle here. There'll be a process. And during that process, there'll be days when you say, oh, I, there'll be a day when you're glowing. And there'll be a day when you're not glowing. But the thing that you need came to pass. Because it says in verse 12, therefore, for this reason, because she judged him faithful and he had promised, there sprang there even of one 
and him as good as dead. I don't know how old you got to look for the Lord to say, and he was as good as dead. But from him, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Such a great miracle from one as good as dead. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Nothing. It may seem impossible, but you need to trust Jesus today. You need to be making a verbal statement to yourself, speaking it in existence. God, I know you're going to come through. You're going to bring it to pass. Hey, when, when Jairus' daughter was pronounced dead... You know, he had come to the Lord, come to my house. My daughter's at the point of death, and before they got there, she had died, and everyone else had accepted it. And Jesus simply said to him, be not afraid, only believe. Only believe. And when Lazarus' sisters saw Jesus come to the grave, they said, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. He's been dead four days now, but guess what? It's still not over. And it's still not out of the reach of Jesus. You know what he told them? Did not I tell you if you believe that you'll see the glory of God? Don't stop believing. And you know, there ain't nothing that anybody going through something hates to hear worse than, hey, just keep believing. And that will make you want to punch a hole in the wall. Why are you saying I don't believe? So I'm just going to give you some advice right here. Don't be getting mad at people when they say, brother, sister, you just got to believe. Don't punch a hole in the wall and go crazy. That's the same advice that Jesus gave to people. Could you see Jairus going, believe. I come all the way down here to get you. Don't you know I believe? You know, I've been talking with people, counseling with them. They're going to say, well, you just remember God. I know God's faithful. I ain't quit believing. I ain't backslid. Who said anything? How did, how did we get here? I just said, God is faithful. If Jesus can tell people, hey, with a broke heart and tears streaming down their face, just believe. So can I. And don't you get mad about it. Because I'm not saying you don't believe. I'm saying, telling you, hold on to that. Don't give in to nothing else. Uh, hang on to that faith. Hang on to that, that you believed he was faithful, that promise. You, you, you trusted God because he started walking with you on the way. Just because you got some bad news along the way to the miracle, don't stop believing in him. Trust him. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And he was raised, restored, and released when it looked like it was over. You don't have to just accept it. You are more than a memory. You are a vessel carrying a miracle. You've been around a while. And you've seen others rejoice in their miracles. But now it's your time. Oh, yeah. You ought to lift up your hands and say, Lord, now it's my time. <laughs> it's my time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, it's tough sometimes to watch others, 
But the Bible says so you can keep the right spirit, rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep because your miracle's coming. One day it'll be your turn and they'll be rejoicing with you. But, but so you can keep the right spirit about you, I need you to go on and celebrate with others. It's coming. Uh, Sarah laughed at first, but it was a laugh of doubt. Ain't no way this can happen. That's the enemy sowing tares in your field of promise. In Genesis 21 and 6, though, after the miracle has been performed and she brought forth a child, Sarah laughs again. And Sarah said, God had made me to laugh so that all that hear will laugh with me. There's a saying, he who laughs last, laughs longest. Sarah had the last laugh. Anybody that wanted to think, well, because in those days, if a woman didn't have children, it was kind of like, mm, sorry, sorry, Sarah. You, know, they, you, you were just looked at kind of like, mm, something must be wrong with you. And uh, because they, they would say the Lord shut up their womb, you know, remember the, the man of God, he was upset because his wife said, give me children or I'm going to die. And he said, I'm not the one that closed up your womb. What are you getting on me for? You know, and, and so uh, all this time without experiencing all this other things that other mothers, they were having babies, no doubt in their family and in their community right there, there were children being born and. And they would have celebrations and things and dedicating to God. And, and she just had to watch. But one day God made her laugh. And he said, and not only that, this is such a great miracle that everybody that hears will laugh with me. A joyful laugh, a laugh of praise and rejoicing because God had done. And when you trust God, he will bring it to pass. Something new. From something old. You're not done yet. It's not over yet. And, and even if you don't find yourself in the place of Abraham and Sarah. Honey, come on to the music. I want to start winding down. In the Bible said that Abraham was as good as dead. And in Ephesians 2, the Bible says we were dead. And you, has he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in the times past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, were by nature children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ by grace you are saved. So when we were as good as dead, he quickened us. The word quickened means to reanimate jointly. He, he, he brought us back. In Romans 6 and 6, it tells me that the old man is crucified with him. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
Where'd that new creature come from? He came from old things. But old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The old life, we were dead. Dead in trespasses. Dead in sins. We were as good as dead. But in, there's no greater miracle than the new birth. We must be born again. There's no greater miracle that God comes to us when we are dead spiritually. Dead in trespasses and dead in sin. That he makes us alive unto him. And we become new creatures in Christ. Something new from something old. Any man, any woman, no matter the circumstance or the situation, if they get into Christ, they are new creatures. And you could look, and, I'm, and, and I know we don't have time. I'm, I'm trying to be mindful of the time. But in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11, don't you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived, not fornicators, adulterers, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind, not thieves or covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners. They, they can't inherit the kingdom of God. And here it is. And such were some of you. But you are washed. But you are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. He said, I've made something new out of something old. The old man might have been on that first list of what the, but that's what you were. God took the worst, He took the old, and He made something new. Now, if I want to get into Christ, I'm, I have to be baptized into Christ. I want to be a new creature. So, Galatians 3 and 27 says, We are baptized into Christ. Romans 6 and 3, we are baptized into Jesus Christ. So that's how we that's how we get into Christ. That's how we become a new creature. Acts 2:38. And Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, for the pro and in case anybody feels like Abraham or Sarah. For the promises unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God could call, will call. So today I need you to know maybe it's a promise you're waiting on. Maybe there's a ministry that you've been hanging on to. Maybe there's some things that God's put in your life that you just hadn't seen work in a while, but it doesn't mean it's over. Or maybe you just never have been born again. Maybe you've never received that new birth. Let those old sins be washed away, be filled with the Holy Ghost, and walk in the newness of life. Trade the old for something new. Let's stand together this morning. I'm so glad that the Lord doesn't throw us away or just pack us away or put us on display in a museum somewhere, but He's still using His people, still moving in our lives. Today, God's ready to do something new. He's ready to bring something new. You've been feeling a stirring in your spirit, but you've kind of shrugged it off because, well, I, you know, I'm a little older now. That, that, that just doesn't fit, or I don't fit into that mold anymore. Or that's God's stirring you for a reason. Because what he put in you long ago was meant for today. Even a seed that's planted in the ground, it takes time where you see nothing 
before you ever eat the fruit of it. It takes time. This is our time. This is your time. God's bringing something new out of something 